Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do not adjust your sets. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to another episode of Sour Graps, Sweet Graps Edition. It's uh, AEW Dynamite and a pretty good episode of it. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. Everything sucks normally. Yeah, some stuff sucks. Anyway, I'm here with Kate. We normally do the regular Wednesday show with, with me and Sean, and Sean gives you all kinds of scoops about stuff, but instead... He decided to tap out today because he's been going pretty much steadily since Saturday. And uh, he decided it was too much. So he had, he, he had to step away from it. So Here's, here's the hint. You if, got us. If yesterday when he popped on the NXT show just for a minute, he said, I said, Sean, you need to go get some sleep. And he goes, I already slept yesterday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that kind of implies that he yep. only needs to sleep once a week. But the real yep. thing is that Sean is... Scared of Shaza McKenzie. Now people are saying, yeah, obviously. yeah you get it. Yeah. So Sean's scared of Shaza. He can't show his face yeah. after the mm-hmm. presser that we did on Fightful yes. Overbooked before. Um, yeah. So uh, he will be back in action. Also, stay tuned to FightfulSelect.com yes. for more scoops. The Danielson news in regards to Punk's firing broke yesterday. Mm-hmm. There are CM Punk updates on the daily, as I know many yeah. of you are looking for. Uh, tons of supplemental information about how the punk signing came together and all this stuff. So stay tuned to FightfulSelect.com, please. No scoops on the show tonight unless Sean pops on, though, which he tends to do sometimes. He he, he might do it. He'll just do it. No, but he'll also do the thing just to make – it's like dad poking his head in the room to make sure we're not doing anything wrong. He's like, are you guys being insane? I left you $20 for pizza when I left. Are, did you guys try and order wings too? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but but we're gonna rock and roll with Adam for now. We are, we are, and because <laughs> because because uh, not only is it a lot of fun, but also uh, it usually makes us uh, makes fightful a ton of money on Tuesdays. Puns. 
puns. We do puns every Tuesday. People seem to love it. Wrestling puns where you just decide here's a topic and then you figure out a way to pun a wrestler or wrestling topic with that particular thing uh, in honor of uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, Dragonbeard the pirate. Um, he mm-hmm. is uh, wearing American an Dragonbeard the pirate. So tonight, it's pirate puns. It's pirate puns. Pirate if you puns. are new here, for example, yesterday it was real estate puns and housing puns, and we had Zillow Nightingale and Bung- Bam Bam Bungalow, for example. So, yeah. Um, but I'm excited because I don't get to talk uh, AEW on on Fightful all that much, so I'm I'm excited to get to talk this promotion uh, here tonight. So. We can get um, into Meet Norma starting starting off. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make puns, and that is how we do things in the SGS. So thank you, everybody. And that's we'll how try not. We'll try not to be too weird for the AEW normies, but um, <laughs> but, but we're we're definitely going to do our own brand of irreverent humor throughout this whole thing. I promise we won't be too negative. Um, there was a lot of stuff to like about this show. Yes. Um, there was a what was what's the what's the what's the mantra now? Restore the feeling. Oh, was, they went were, out of their was way. Your, to was your feeling restored, Kate? It was. It's getting there. Honestly, the announcement of the Continental Classic and what has followed it, I think, has been an encouraging sign. We did see Ick Flair earlier, but we we're seeing less of Jeff Jarrett and. Um, Jericho, who I know is one of your fan faves, was not on the show tonight. I think we've seen a pivot toward what AEW's roots were, and I don't think it's reactionary to CM Punk showing up in WWE. I think that's the way they were turning the tide anyway, and that's what I like about it. The QT Marshall news had broken that he departed and said that the company was headed in more of a New Japan style. That is Kate's style. That does not make me sad to hear at all, so... Uh, I'm very happy to hear that. But we, of course, still get like Tony Storm and yeah. Adam and all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah. I think we're just getting back to the the roots of of what people fell in love with about AEW in the first place. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, speaking of QT Marshall, Jamal asks, where do you guys see QT Marshall going? Um, I, I think that guy's a fantastic uh, trainer. And he's easy. He is. He is. Uh, people say a good hand, and some people take it as an insult. It's not. Uh, but not only is he is a good hand. He is a great hand. Yeah. He is a fantastic hand. He's like he is absolutely all my nails are the same length. Like oh, just wow. a great hand. My man, that wow. I know. Thank you. That hand is slaying. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. It is slaying. He said with light blinking around his neck. Um. QT Marshall, uh, echoing your sentiments. That guy is a great hand. People underestimate how good he is at getting yep. crowd reactions. A fantastic trainer. I think he was already training at the Nightmare Factory, so maybe he just leans into that. Maybe there's an opening for him in NXT to go over there and train as well. Um, yep. I, I could certainly see him ending up in the NXT or WWE training system in general because he's invaluable in that kind of role. So um, yep. wherever he goes next, though, I think he'll be great at it. Yes, um, I think yeah, absolutely. Again, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think I think that 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 he has such an amazing wealth of of knowledge to grant to anybody um, wherever he goes. I feel like he'll be looped in and like, hey, want to hang out at our at, in the ring with some of our younger talent and you know impart some knowledge. I feel like he should get paid double for that, but yeah, um, fair. Uh, 
Say no it. promises, Mark. No promises. Say it. I'll put my nails up again, and you can say it. Slaying. Thank you. They are. There you go. Um. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, um, I also do. I, I feel like he's got a lot of um. Uh, mileage in him as an actual wrestler as well, especially as a character worker. Sure. Um, they give work a lot. Um. Uh. So to get everybody started on these. Uh, uh, these puns for everybody who's uh, of the uninitiated. Uh, Dake, <laughs> Dake Neal says the young Buccaneers. Perfect. Um, Molly Holly Roger. Excellent. Um, and please don't catch a case of swervy. Very swervy. Yeah, no. Yeah. I dig it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and, and Lieutenant Photo, thank you for your service. Uh, House of Blackbeard. Oh, excellent. See, we're off to a good start already. And Jam Beard also has the House of Blackbeard, also Calico Jack Perry, Calico. and Tony D. Luffy. So we're 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 in good shape. We're in good shape. Um Tom Lavelli says it's an SGS takeover tonight. We're eating good. I hope we are eating good in the neighborhood. Uh we are, if nothing else, Applebee's. So uh and Mark Losper says uh sour graps on Maine on Thursday. He's in Australia. Crazy. Oh, there it you is go. crazy. It is crazy, Mark. Um so, um, I again, I thought this was was an overall a really good show. The the, the Continental Classic is um, is is such a wonderful little thing to put in there where um, you just don't know who's going to win these matches and where where we're going to go, how they're booking this whole thing out. You know, um, I trust especially when you have somebody like Will Washington on staff. Okay, the final standings are going to be this guy's going to have eight, this guy's going to have seven, you know, whatever. And then we got to book backwards from that to see who beats who. But I, I fully believe they know what they're doing here in this case, and I'm really interested in it. And I will say, having um, the uh, Captain Dragonbeard, Dragonbeard the Pirate, American Dragon, uh, American Dragonson, there it is. Um, uh, on commentary makes it 100 times better. If for those of you in the chat who did not watch the Cruiserweight Classic when it aired, uh, that was back when Danielson, uh, Daniel Bryan wasn't allowed to compete, but he was the color guy for the Cruiserweight Classic in WWE back in 2016. And what a breath of fresh air. That guy, you could tell how much that dude missed wrestling, but how much he loved watching it and putting over everybody in the ring. And this was the, it felt the same. Um, so, so much so that I was like, listen, I know he says he's going to stop wrestling full-time, but could he be a full-time color commentator? Because the, a three-man booth of Excalibur, listen, I love Taz. I love Taz. But a three-man booth of Excalibur just doing play-by-play -play with, on either side of him, Nigel is the heel commentator and Daniel and Brian Danielson just giving great analysis and being excited about wrestling is the, is the perfect three man booth for me. So I think what yeah, was brilliant about that is you put Excalibur between the two, because you know, Nigel's not sitting next to that clam digger Danielson. Uh, I agree with you. Danielson on commentary is such a great move. I was a huge fan of the cruiserweight classic. Alex was as well. One of the coolest things that WWE has kind of ever done in my opinion, but uh, really, really good to have him out there. And also, he's just a fan favorite. It makes sense to have him around when he's not going to be in the ring just to just to pop the crowd. And also, he has a vested interest in other people in this because of the stable he's in, right? So this was a, a super great call. I agree with you. The show overall was really strong tonight. 
I'm an in-ring gal. This is yeah. this is for me. I love this stuff. And I think what you and I had actually discussed either on a different night or offline was what I really love about the way that this is set up is there's a million different directions we right. can go. We're going to talk about that Eddie Kingston promo, but yeah. that guy always sells me on everything. He really sold right. the hell out of us to me tonight. So yeah. really, really refreshing stuff. Um, had a, had a blast with it tonight. Yeah. Um, me too. Uh, starting out with Moxley versus Jay Lethal. Um, this was really good. Moxley selling the knee after a suicide dive. The the commentary kept bringing up, oh, you see the way his knee bent on that. And I was looking, I kept looking back at it on the on the replay going, that just looks the way a knee is supposed to bend. I'm not really sure if, if am I missing something there? And I don't know. I think it was a it was a planned sell for the whole thing, considering that's where the whole rest of the match went. But I was uh, I was a little alarmed by how much they were bringing it up. I was like, okay, no, he's fine, he's fine. Because the one thing with with we can't have is just random injuries in the first round ruining whatever they had planned for this tournament. Everybody, go out there, give it your all, but please, for the love of God, stay healthy. I really thought this was this was um, the the best uh, use of Jay Lethal, who yeah. sees uh, an injury across the ring and there's enough of veteran to make sure he's going to target it for the entire uh match. Um uh I love um I love Moxley uh winning via the choke. Uh but the my favorite part of that uh is Jay Lethal in the choke desperately hit, raining hammer fists down on Mox's knee and Mox uh, knowing that's what he's doing moving the leg around the side and then hooking the arm so you can't do it now now I've got a body scissors in on you too you can't move that arm you're done and that was it lethal had to tap out it was great agreed with you you are big on and I am too but you are very big on uh, great finishes to matches being the punctuation mark on telling yeah. that chapter of the story. This I had am. all of that that you wanted. And what I really liked about this was one, you did have Daniel sit on commentary saying things like, don't get it wrong. Like just because Jay Lethal comes out here with someone who cheats on every corner, like Jeff Jarrett, he's a great wrestler. T talked about the credibility. It was a foregone conclusion. John Moxley was going to win in my mind. So mm -hmm. them, adding the knee into play was a good story to tell to plant seeds of doubt in that way. And I also much like you loved the finish um, Jay lethal kind of taking a page from Moxley's own playbook with those strikes and targeting uh, the already compromised knee Moxley, the savvy veteran knowing what to do to get that leg out of the way. Really fantastic way to start the show. Loved it. Yeah. Um, that is, it, it was a really great way to start it. And also again, uh, Danielson on commentary added so much to it. Um, the best then they the played goal. they played your your boys uh promo eddie this kingston got after, to after, me man this got me losing, right in the feels after losing to brody to brody king um this is the kind of stuff you can do this is why everyone being like well he put up the titles he's winning he's going at least going to the finals i was like but don't don't misplace what you can do long term with an arc starting now of Eddie doubting himself, Eddie hitting rock bottom, Eddie lifting himself back up again. Because maybe I got too cocky putting the titles up. Nobody asked me to do that. I did it on my own volition. Maybe I got too cocky. I mean, there's no scrubs in this tournament. Like, I, I, I go in there with Brody King. Um, this is me talking, not Eddie Kingston, that he's a rampaging tattooed refrigerator. 
you're not that that guy is going to be hard to beat at any match you're in with him. So um, this was it was a great match with with really great storytelling. I was shocked that Eddie lost that match. I thought maybe a draw, um, but he immediately says, "Now I got Danielson, and I'm already behind the eight ball." You know him him doubting himself, saying, "Nope, nope." Hum, humble in victory, humble in defeat. We're going to get past this. We're going to go into the next match. We're going to give it our all. And coming out of that affecting, honest, introspective promo to Danielson lighting the world on fire, just being like, I'm winning this thing. I'm not humble in victory or defeat. Danny Kingston thinks he's already behind the eight ball. I've got a broke. I've got my, my eyes broken in two places. I'm not behind the eight ball. I'm taking this whole damn tournament. Uh, this was great. I loved it. Uh, gosh, I think Eddie Kingston and Sami Zayn are the two wrestlers that are underdog baby faces that actually read as underdog baby faces in a way that like just rips my heartstrings right out. Like I have felt like Eddie Kingston feels before. I'm not a pro wrestler. I certainly was not like I'm facing Brian Danielson tomorrow or next week at any point in my life, but the the delivery was so sincere. I was like, oh my God, I've been there. I've been in that moment. It, was, it made me really emotional. And then to your point, Danielson just countering with like all this fire was so much fun. Right. Um, the story with Eddie Kingston is great. I am also kind of like, can we tell a different story with Eddie Kingston? Because we go back to this well every time. It is a little bit more interesting to me now that he has had the titles and he volunteered to put them up. Like he had reached the top of the mountain. Right. And now he's the one putting that in place. So that's a nice development, but it does seem like we go to the back against the wall thing. The crowd chanting for a pre-tape. Yeah. The live crowd chanting for a pre-tape. Tell me this guy is not the best at this. Ah, delicious. What, what I love about this is that um, I saw this coming when Eddie beat, not just anybody to become ROH champion, beat Claudio to become ROH champion. That is the end of a decade-long arc for Eddie Kingston. And and a guy like this, like, there's something about, and honestly, I don't know that they're, that they're doing this, but for a guy who has spent that long struggling, there can be a bit of self-sabotage. Always. Like, there's zero reason he has to put up his title in this tournament. He can just say every match he wrestles in a non-title match, but he, but, but somehow, somewhere, Eddie Kingston, in his incredibly damaged and and uh, addiction-prone, all this stuff psyche that he's got, it won't let him be on top and happy because it's so used to it. It craves having to fight against something. So he sets up something, an own obstacle in his way, getting in this tournament with all these amazing wrestlers who could beat him on any given night and saying, you're, you don't deserve this. I'm going to make sure, say him saying to himself, you don't deserve this. I'm going to make sure you don't keep it for long because then we can go back to our happy place, which is actually our dark place, which is where we feel safe and comfortable. It's the place of doubting ourselves and hating ourselves because that breeds the rage and the rage is what sustains us. Like there is a lot of really cool psychological work you could do with this Eddie Kingston thing. I'm, I'm not saying that he's not going to win any matches in this tournament. He could beat Danielson on Saturday. But there's a really interesting thing of like going from on top 
beating Claudio to become ROH champion, to going down 0-2 in the tournament, losing to Danielson after losing to Brody King, and then going in against Claudio, doubting himself entirely, and Claudio wiping the floor with him, and him saying, this is it, I got nothing. And, and on top just of that, sleepwalking through the rest of the tournament and starting anew from the bottom being have to build himself back up. There's great stuff. And additionally, like he I almost said additionally too from the Department of Redundancy Department. Additionally, as well, too. Uh he had two titles, and this is an opportunity to trade it in for three to get to one, right? Like there's an option to I climbed the mountain, I climbed it again. Climbing it again, right? So that comes into play here too. Of like, can he be a? Can he go from zero to a triple champion? That's one champion all of a sudden. Like, there's some interesting stuff within that as well. Um, as as always with Eddie Kingston, for me, he's just one of the wrestlers that I connect to more than anybody in the world because of this stuff. And uh, this is also the beauty of a tournament that I think is such a good reset for this product. Like. There's not a direct storyline between Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston, but there's a match that they had before, and Brian was a different guy then, and so was Eddie, right? And now we get to revisit it yeah. here, and Eddie's overall arc in this tournament is going to be its own story. I think Danielson and Garcia are going to be their own story. Like This is why round-robin tournaments are so, so, so effective. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Really, really good stuff. Um, yeah. Very in- happy that they were inspired to do this, because I think it's yes. a, a great product engine yeah uh mark losper from australia says didn't get to watch but i saw some chatter that it looks like they're leaning into being great in the ring again uh thank nondescript deity for that at least. <laughs> whoever um, you pray to or don't yeah. pray to thank them um yeah. yes it's it's the thing that makes them feel like an alternative quite frankly so yeah. um i i for me that's that's my s that's my stuff yeah, yeah. um uh, and Van Twinblade says, uh, between Max saying the other company's name, uh, Copeland using one F bomb, the return of top flight, and all the in ring, I said this was a nine out of ten show. Uh, <laughs> he says, CM Punk is in the box where I keep Miz and Jericho now, could not care less about him. Well, there you go. I, I, I'm just reading, I'm not, we're not delving into any of that, just reading the Humper Chat, humperchats.com. The thing is with a- the AEW episode tonight made it feel like they're home. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, so. true. Chris they've says, changed, they've uh, Eddie, changed for the better. Uh, Chris says Eddie is the most real wrestler in AEW. I'd argue he's the most real wrestler ever. Ever in the whole wide world of all time. Like that maybe, guy. what's what's the who's the guy who slapped John Stossel? Maybe that guy. <laughs> but that's like 40 years ago. So like maybe in the last three decades. Um, <laughs> I slapped John Stossel. I mean, uh, I don't know who that guy was. Yeah, down. basically, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing with Eddie for me, we're just going to talk about Eddie Kingston. I mean, we we have at least two hours left of this thing, so let's let's start now. I'm kidding, everybody. The no, thing no, with Eddie Kingston, it for me, is he can do it in any format that you give him. You give him a pre-tape like today, he crushes it. You give him one line to say redeem these nuts, he crushes it. You give him that like three-minute monologue that we got on the roads too with him and Jericho. He crushes it in ring promos, like every single format does the job. And I say this so often, so sorry if it's ad nauseum, but I don't get to talk on Wednesdays that much. Promos are supposed to promote a match. They're not a speaking segment. And by the time Eddie Kingston's done with his promo, 
I want to see that guy fight. I want to see him. Yeah. Um, so for me, that that's the beauty in Eddie Kingston is no matter how much leash you give him, he always just knocks it out of the park. Ugh, the best. Um, thank David you, everybody Schultz. who who made mentioned David Schultz, and also how could I forget <laughs> New Jack? <laughs> because New Jack would absolutely kill you and not got think twice about it. Okay, so like yeah, so of the of his era, real murder, like Eddie yeah. Kingston is certainly the most real wrestler of his era. I do believe he would have let everybody on fire. The gas can was the shoot. I believe he would have lived everybody on fire. Believe it. Okay, if we talk about that, I'm going to get all hot bothered on here. Um, uh, Chris says, wish Eddie was higher on the card. I mean, he's he's up there. He's the ROH champion. They're, they're, they're prominently featuring him in this tournament. Like, they're they're doing some stuff with him. I do believe there's another arc for him. If this is a rock bottom and he can build himself back up, there's a, an amazing arc for him if they want to do it. So I'm also not convinced he's losing, but we'll see. Sure, right. Uh, Mark Losper saying also... The great wrestler with imposter syndrome is both evergreen and completely relatable. Ain't it? Yeah. My goodness. Um, okay, let's talk about this. So we um, we got a um, we got a, a backstage interview with Sting, so that they could announce where they were doing Revolution, which is the site of Sting's last match. I was thinking Atlanta because that is that's one of the hubs of the old WCW. But certainly, if you're just going with pick an arena, the one arena that that is the place uh, that you go, it's in Greensboro, North Carolina, South Carolina, Greensboro, South Carolina, right? Yes, Greensboro, South Carolina. Greensboro is South Carolina. South Carolina, South Carolina. South Carolina. Because I I see North Carolina here. It's South Carolina, South Carolina. Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're just, you know what Greensboro, Carolina. Yes. How about that? Um. So um, it uh North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. There we go. Greensboro, North Carolina. I had it. I had it the whole time. Do it. Yeah. North Carolina. Carolina. Um. So that's where it is. Uh. It's perfect. Um. And uh. I think it, I think it's a, an inspired choice. I think they'll sell the place out. Um, it'll be a really cool thing to do because you know big events don't don't go there um, as often. Uh, I mean, I'm, I know that um, you know the place they, everyone goes through there, but like a big event, Sting's last match. That's a really cool thing to do for the people there. Okay. Um, however. Um, Rick Flair came in, looked like looking like Bill Murray's dead boss from Scrooged, with the aviator glasses and 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 the and the suit, and and you're I don't not, know what the even, hell he was saying. I mean, you're I don't not even, even what, being hyperbolic, Alex. He really did I, look like that. You sent me a side by side picture. It really genuinely looks like that. It, it's honestly it's the sunglasses that did it for me. I was like, oh it my is. god, it's true. But like, no, he did not. It did not look good. I did not sound good from him. He was crying through most of it. Yeah, it was not. My not reaction to this was: I hope Jeremy Lambert gets to go see Ric Flair's or <laughs> Ric Flair's last match. That could be yeah. whenever. Yeah. Um, Sting's last match was my reaction to this. I don't. I don't really care. 
I think it's awesome that Sting has gotten this tour. I'm disgusted every time Ric Flair's on my screen. He bragged about sexual assault. It's, right. it's always going to be go home for me. He will forever be Ick Flair in my book, objectively taking that out of it. I don't know what he was saying in this promo, and he looks like a melted candle. I got, right. I got nothing. Right. I'm not convinced he knew where he was, and I'm not even saying that to be like a hyperbolic asshole. Like, he looked so dazed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm happy for Sting. I'm happy he gets to go out. When, when the initial inclination was he was going to go out on the terms of his WWE run, that's such a bummer. To not only go out after a really successful AEW run, but to now do it in Carolina in the place that matters more than than anywhere. Um, I I think that's so awesome. That's that rules for him. Mm -hmm. Did you want to tell them what your booking was for for what the last match should be? Because I really liked it. I (laughs) do you want to wait till we're closer? No, I mean, after tonight, it certainly doesn't seem like like my thing is, is close to happening on the other yeah, half. But you gotta, but, if you're going to set up a turn, you got to do this stuff. All right, fine. I, 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 I thought perhaps that the final match for Sting would be a tag uh, between him and Darby and Edge and Christian. Heel Edge and Christian. Um, after tonight, it certainly doesn't seem like Edge and Christian are getting together anytime soon. But March is a long way off. Yes, so is. we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um me, Norma, saying in the, in the year because... of our Long Lord 2023, I don't need to see problematic AF Ric Flair on my TV. I love Crow's Nest Sting. Snuck a pun in there. But get that gas bag the F out, says Meet Normus. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, and Mark Losper saying Ric Flair is the worst anachronism in wrestling. It's absurd that this guy is on TV in a promotion that have to move into a new era. Um, it is the only thing tonight that felt like it, it was between dinosaur eras. Like, I don't, <laughs> it was the only thing that felt uh, sterile to me. Everything else felt pretty authentic and young and organic. So I don't want to harp on it too much, but oh my God, yeah. is he, oh my God, I can't look at him yeah. on screen. Right. Um, Lieutenant Photo says Greensboro is one hour away. I'm going to Revolution. Well, I, I hope you get tickets. I hope you're, we have a fantastic time. Again, thank you for your service. Yes, um, and uh, Louise saying that Omega needs to wrestle a singles match on this card. Yes. No, he and Chris Jericho would be, be defending the tag titles against Alex, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Look, this is the sour grass. I am, I am not kidding when I say there is a very good chance that is the exact match that happens. Kenny Omega will be saddled with Chris Jericho. They'll still be tag champs and they'll be defending against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. In Greensboro, Jeff Jarrett's getting a match on that card. I hope it's on the zero hour. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because who could possibly care about anything you just said except for the Kenny Omega first? I said today on Twitter... If they just dissolve the Golden Jets, this is like an 11 out of 10 night for me. 
Uh, and I don't even need you to have a creative explanation. Just make it stop forever. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs it. My guess you know what? is FT, they... FTR might FDR might 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 be the might be the play. Uh, oh, that's definitely Carolina. the play. That's yeah. definitely the play. Though I I'm not convinced they're winning anymore after we've seen this young bucks intrigue. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll cost. Them. Um, uh, Jam Beard, um, saying I often have to do construction in old folks' home where most suffer from Alzheimer's. Most patients I meet and talk to look better and more coherent. And this I don't feel like is as a bunch of people slandering Ric Flair because of it. He there, there's just I don't to me, I feel like there's just there's a point where you don't need to be on TV anymore. You know what I mean? And people need to be able to tell you it's it's okay. Like uh, there's a certain point where like it, it feels almost like elder abuse to put people who that- are beyond that point on TV and do that stuff. But that's just me. When I covered Ric Flair's last match at a post show with Joel, the overwhelming feedback, because it was a match too. Like if that guy gets in the ring, um, the overwhelming response was it it felt like elder abuse watching it because it went on so long too. There were some people who were like, it's awesome that we're getting to see this, et cetera. But like the, the, overwhelming majority were very uncomfortable with it and it's kind of like that every time now that he's on television all right i'm turning off those ones because they're you way are too bright glowing like an angel <laughs> you're glowing like the well, i am an angel genius an booking angel, angel um, that you are vicky l who also became a fightful youtube member that is a thing you can do says hi alex and kate missed you guys you you rock you rule sting does too so glad you were here we're glad you're here kim yeah. Uh, Vicky, sorry, Vicky. Uh, um, um, great overall show. Who will Sting wrestle? Thoughts? Well, I've given the thoughts, but um, I do think FTRs is a is a is definitely a, some, something. FTR is going to have a big match on that show. Um, FTR is but... certainly a possibility. Uh, Sting has not, I believe. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, because yeah. people love to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I believe Sting has not wrestled a singles match since he came into AEW. So it would be kind of cool if his only singles match in AEW was his retirement match to Darby. Like, I, I don't hate that idea. Right. Um, as just a passing of the torch, whatever you want to call it. But it does feel like there's a reason he hasn't wrestled a singles yeah. match in AEW. And it's because, unlike some other people, maybe he knows his limits. Right. Uh, and Darby's ring style, I think, would be a lot for that. Um, but FTR is a really, 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 really good call because it's going to be Carolina. Why not? Uh, Lupongi Vice uh, says, Alex, that green light on your beard is giving me anxiety. Uh, I, uh, I turned off the, the bright ones. I, I guess I can't wear those anymore. Wore those all, all through Christmas last year. They Dude, did not have that effect. Sour grabs. What more sour than Grinch lighting of the That's face? true. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Uh, Lieutenant Photo says the SGS wiki is in process, people. See Lieutenant Photos out there helping us with the SGS wiki, which is important. That's what's up. Um, uh, so, um, now we got our second match in uh, Continental Classic Gold League. Uh, Roosh and Mark Briscoe. Roosh picks up the win. This is the first person to have lost their first match and then won their second. Um, uh, so, um, though I always like to like look at how everything unfolds in that manner. Um, but, uh, this is, um, 
this was this was really good. Mark Briscoe is a really great guy to be in this because he'll always get the best out of his opponents, and he's protected enough and beloved enough that you don't need to have him win a bunch of matches in the tournament. Uh, but he'll always uh, look great and make his opponents look great. And Roosh wins with uh, the hairs, um with the with the amazing running drop kick that like. Uh, that that D- Danielson put over so hard on commentary. He's like, "Oh my god!" Um, so I, yeah, I think this is great, um, and uh, this should be uh, a lot of fun seeing seeing what they do with Roosh in these coming upcoming matches. Uh, should be a lot of fun. I think the right guy won here. Mark Briscoe, much like Eddie, is one of the best empathy invokers in wrestling. Um, some really, really good stuff here. And this is like, as an ROH gal, this is an ROH dream battle, right? Um, I don't get titles on my ROH show, but at least I get something like this. I got Roosh and Mark Briscoe. There was a spot in there where it looks like he might have gotten injured. That was rough. Um, I hope yeah. that he is okay. But yeah. this was a lot of fun. Roosh is such a, just a wrecking ball, man. What a yeah. What a blast of a performer to watch. He should have a good showing. I don't think he wins it. I also feel like, Alex, if one of the leagues is named gold, right, and the other is blue, that's weird. Do you feel like the gold side should automatically win? Well, I mean, like it should have been like red team and blue team. Or well, I don't. What know. I don't understand is like, I mean, gold is definitely one of the colors of AEW, but the other one is black. But then yeah, again, that's also black. NXT. That's true. So like, blue is. I don't know why. Why are we naming them after colors? <laughs> they, like. <laughs> Honestly, like what what you should do is like name one the Owen Hart Memorial, like the Horn Hart League, and the other one name them after awesome wrestlers that have passed on. Name you know them I mean? Kaboomers and Colliders. Well, I mean, you could do that too, because um, that's basically what they're how they're defending everything. Uh, they're delineating it. Opposed. Yeah. Um, Kylie saying, "Fun dynamite, loving the C two. Hope y'all are doing well." Kylie, you rule and are always so supportive of us. So thank you. Um. Gold and blue is WCW colors, perhaps. WCW? Perhaps that's it. But I know, is... Sp- Spooko, I know it's the color of the Tourney logo. You arbitrarily chose those colors for the Tourney <laughs> logo, though. They didn't have to be those colors. You could have made them hot pink and purple. Like, you didn't have to. Yeah. It's weird. You, you know? could have made them purple, green, and fuchsia like we did. Yeah. It should be uh, the Sour Grabs tournament because we're really honestly, excited about honestly, it. Like, it this could be the SGS classic. Yeah. <laughs> um speaking of classic Tony Storm uh, uh a a because the gimmick uh is uh of the past and b because, because it's it is a classic it is people will reference this gimmick this run with my Tony Storm in 10 years they'll look back at this and go my god remember that if you're in the chat okay i'm not normally here wednesdays i don't get to do this if you're in the chat right now put your chins up Get your tits out. Okay. And if you're not watching for the shoe, the shoe is going to come find you or maybe like a pan in your butt and then you get hip checked. But this is great. Um, There's nothing like this happening in the women's division. There's nothing quite like this happening in wrestling. Uh, And it's really, really, really fun. I love the way that they've had RJ City be a part of this. And what I love about this is it is not – Ridiculous for ridiculousness's sake. Like, I think what's underestimated in this so far is Mariah May is killing it yeah. at her piece of it. Um, 
Tony Storm hysterical talking about um, how she was partying for hours and how she needed someone to take her shoes off and that she was that simply J J JFK was there, one of the Kennedys. <laughs> like it's, she's just locked in I some other time period. Um, I can't get over that. Like three months ago, maybe yeah, was it? Yeah. yeah. She was like badass heel, yeah. kind of wild child of the eighties, right. still inspired, right. like yeah. cool, calm, and collected female James Dean, cool. And right. now she is out of her mind, Alec. Yep. It is yeah. so much fun. I yeah. do hope that the story with Mariah May develops rather quickly, though, because you can tap out on this right. fast. Like you don't want to burn oh, no. out on it. This, She's got I, gout, so I'm imagining that's going to put her on the, the injured list for for a while. I believe I have. I believe I have a touch of the gout. This the, the way the way that she just she perfectly hits the T on the end because she's been trained, you understand. In the way that you speak, you understand. This is how we speak in the mid-century the mid-century films. Everyone in mid-century films, everyone says gout. Like it's perfect. Everything's amazing. I, and I don't think you have a touch of the gout. I think you have he gout. He says, I believe I have a touch of the gout. Um, which is wonderful because gout affects your feet. Right. So then asking him to remove her shoes <laughs> and, and RJ's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> did you catch the pop from the crowd when Amazing. they saw feet? They were like, listen, Hysterical. listen, okay, listen. Like fully she has an of, fully 16% of that audience is into foot stuff. 100%. Because they were just like in, into it. Um, what what a I will take the over on that any day of the week. Yep. Tony Storm has an OnlyFans. She knows uh -huh. exactly what yeah. she's doing here. Yeah. She knows you're gonna go pay for those feet pics now that she had those little piggies out on television. Yeah, Mark Losper saying Tony Storm is the success story 2023. Uh I, I believe so as well. Uh Brent Lockman saying, I need Tony Storm a high on absinthe in a match just once. I, I need her. This is my thing. This is what I've that I couldn't, I can't possibly go on. I've got a headache and uh, um, like other, like whatever mid-century euphemisms are for whatever might be ailing her, have her say all those things. Uh, but the the match is, the match is starting now. You have to go out there. Now, uh, send me out of my understudy. And Mariah May goes out there to wrestle for her, dressed like Tony Storm, doing all of Tony Storm's moves, like wearing the wig and and everything. And and that's how you start this whole thing with her and Mariah May. That's what I really want for it. I just don't know if they're ever going to really do it. Mariah May being a copycat descent into madness is a hysterical idea. Yeah. Feels um, Sandow Mizdow inspired, and I'm not right. mad about that. I I love that idea and the um, obsessive nature with which mariah may wants to embody her would would make right. total sense for something like that yeah sean is saying i need tony storm to turn into a joan crawford going crazy when mariah becomes a star no wire hangers she has to yell at rj city at one point no wire hangers it is to. true um, shout out to rj city who was like well we were squash buddies yeah um he's he's uh Crushes. he's doing a fa fantastic job um, I know he's helping writing these because it has all of his style, the, all of the the dialogue, which Tony Storm is delivering impeccably. But it is almost the, a one to one of his old character he was doing on Baby social Face. media called Babyface. It's a one to one, like it's so good. It's so, so great. Good. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so Mariah May was trying to flirt with RJ City to like get him on her side, and then walked into Tony Khan's office to get a match. I think. Uh yes, that's what it looked like. And RJ City, like, oh, oh, shucksing it was yeah. <laughs> absolutely killing me. I love the way Mariah May is playing the for someone who is so new here. Uh, yeah. The the manipulative piece of this is is evident in a way that is not being so uh, disgustingly displayed in your face. Like you can tell she's calculated and why she's doing what she's doing, flirting with RJ City. Um, yep. The the biggest fan thing is really to get to the championship, right? Like it's all evident, but it is not disgustingly shown in your face, and that is that is not always the easiest thing to do, especially when you just walk into a new environment. Kudos yeah. to her because she's killing that aspect of it. Um, all right, so now we got to something that um that did restore the feeling. Uh, it was on a on a level of one to restored. Where was this like a restored and a half? Like, were you off the charts restored? For this particular segment, it was full. I was fully restored. Wow. Yeah. So, like, if this was a video game, you your lives are like five out of five lives. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um. Uh. We got we got a brilliant MJF promo. Loved this. Um. Him coming out and just taking I don't know five straight minutes to put over Samoa Joe. Like. In in ways that 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 are um, are going to be analyzed, I'm sure, ad nauseum over the next couple of days by mentioning WWE. Oh my God, we mentioned the thing, um, but uh, also uh, mentioned by name TNA. Um, but uh, but where he came from, uh, all the stuff that he did, he's the most badass dude on the planet. Um, he is the final boss in wrestling uh and also that he was an alternative he proved you didn't have to look like the cookie cutter male models um over on the other in the other place to be a top guy and now you didn't have to look like Samoa Joe either you could just be different and what he says is without Samoa Joe there might not be an MJF standing here with this title there might not be an AEW without Samoa Joe saying this is an alternative, a viable alternative to the cookie cutter thing somewhere else. And I, I honestly, it was an amazing promo. He has been uh, for me hit or miss with a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff um, over the next day, the past year. Um, but this was a home run. This was, I loved it. I was curious if there was going to feel be anything in this episode that felt like a counterpunch and what they would define as a counterpunch. This was the closest thing to it on the show. And I don't think this was like a counterpunch at CM Punk. I don't think this was in reaction to anything. MJF even tweeted, like, I hear it all. I see it all. This restore the feeling stuff. Like here I am. I felt like he threaded the needle of, um, not, not acknowledging the CM Punk stuff, but interpreting what people were saying about like almost his absence or what that might feel like and yeah. putting AEW's best foot forward with this. I thought he did a really, really good job with this. I Because I like to set Twitter on fire and ruin my own life sometimes. Like I said that like this parody babyface version of MJF at times has felt more authentic than 
hate to do it, than Cody Rhodes has in WWE. But right. things like this, I mean that because Cody's run has been built around his injury to his dad, and God bless. Like, um, but when you like, when you know your audience is craving you to speak directly to the heart of what the promotion means to them, and then you go out there and do it this well, and in the process, make your opponent look this good and valuable and important because you have a match coming up with him, and sincerely talk about him being a pioneer and being a groundbreaker. And by the way, that's not only in WWE. He was that guy. He was Samoa fucking Joe in ROH, in Impact, like, all of those things, God, this really felt so sincere to me, which is all I ask for from a promo is some piece of authenticity that feels like it's connected to the story in some way. This was connected to the story in like eight ways. This was 3D right. chess to me. MJF in Babyface is at his wheelhouse. This felt like it was somehow in his wheelhouse. And I, I just, it was really, really, really refreshing to have on the show, especially on a show where everything is so ring heavy him delivering a fire promo is a nice way to like break that up. Yeah. Um, I, I thought this was, uh, an excellent way of doing it. Um, uh, I, I loved, I love just the pacing of it. The, the dramatic shifts with a little bit of a laugh line on, however, that killed me. That was like, he, no, honestly, when this guy is cooking, it's, it's hard to find anybody better at it. You know what well, I mean? And, and Alex, what I said with Eddie Kingston before is something that I think they could do a better job of doing with Max, which is tightening the ship up on how long some of these promos go. Right. This was way more concise than a lot of him, and I felt like he said more than he says yeah. in a lot of them. And there is a mastered art form in the 10-minute promo, and like him and Regal, when they did theirs, like 15, 20-minute thing, was some of the best stuff they've ever done. But sometimes this is like such a palate cleanser. I really liked it. It was really, really nice to have. Yeah. Mark Losper saying, uh, Jericho, sorry, Alex, said it best. If you didn't beat somebody, you beat nobody. M. Jeff knows his stuff. Yes, Jericho did say that, which is awesome. Uh, And he he used to subscribe to it. Uh, Not as much anymore. But but it is absolutely true. Uh, You put over your opponent so that when you beat them, it feels like you did something. Yes. Um, and and is a great way of doing it. And also, Samoa Joe deserves every bit of that praise. Like, 100%. you know what I mean? It's not like you're blowing smoke up somebody's ass to make him seem bigger so that when you beat him, it feels like something. No, no, no. Just make sure everybody knows that Samoa Joe is great. And like the, the moment of, of uh, um, like, he went somewhere that didn't actually see him as a world champion. I don't even know if you needed to mention WWE by name. Everyone knows what you're talking about. But also to your point, Max didn't have to make anything up. Like everything that you need with Samoa Joe is right there. And what's so incredible to me with Joe is uh, there's no reason someone of his size and age should be as good at it as he is right. now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he is a viable world champion in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bizarro Big L says, two nights of the SGS? Madness this is. Uh, not going to lie, the one MJF speaks now. He sounds like a guy who's committed to AEW. The best reaction to Punk is the same as TK's. None. Uh, Shibata was more important. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that 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 moment, Shibata. That's not just yes, for sure. what's yes. in your control and what's out of your right. control, right? Like, right. things like that. 
Yes. Uh, AW's product is more important. That's leadership. Um, I, I, I think that they, they have an opportunity now to like, okay, we're steering the ship in a, in a, in a good direction. And I think that it is in a really good direction right now. Steering sure. the ship, Alex, you know, who is on ships sometimes when they like take them over pirates. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Let's do some pirate puns. Um, uh, Lieutenant photo, Chris Jarek, yo, ho, ho. Very good. Touchdown Spurs, uh, Henry not gonna missinger. Yes, uh, well that's not that's not a <laughs> oh. pirate one, but okay. Uh, Jam Beard saying uh, Captain Mark Henry Morgan. Very good. Very uh, good. Norma saying uh, Scurvy Strickland. <laughs> Chad Walensky saying the rated R. There it is. Arr. I was wondering who was gonna get that one. Uh, Henry the Casey saying, uh, Adam, go pirate flag yourself, Copeland. <laughs> Uh, Meet Norma says, scissor me timbers. Um, <laughs> and ha- uh, uh, hand me a bottle of red rum. There you go. Very good. Uh, Lord Kev says, Captain Hook. And, and the red fav- rum. It is favorite beverage, red rum. Uh, this is a very, this is a, this is a very esoteric one from Jake, Jake Neal. The flying Malachi. Since he's a Dutch man. Huh? The Flying Dutchman, maybe, yeah. Respect. Um, respect. <laughs> you fought hard for that one, and I respect uh, it. Shytown Spurs says, "Watch for watch for Torshuga. Not not tor- not Tortuga, but Torshuga. Uh, very good. Um, Week Norma saying, uh, "Captain Sandhook, uh, <laughs> Pirates Bootios." <laughs> Uh, Jam Beard saying a tour of the cutthroat islands. That's good. Very good. Um, and Kim Gray saying our truth. Excellent. Uh, Shytown Spurs saying master and commander with a K. Uh, uh Tom Valley saying dread pirate Justin Roberts. <laughs> oh, this is great from Lieutenant Photo. This might be the leader in the clubhouse. Da-da-da-da. Black Pearl Combat Club. That's, that's the it. curse of the Black Pearl Combat Club. We found it. No that's offense to anybody else's so far, puns, but that is at the top of the leaderboard. That's at the top of the list right now. Um, uh, Chitown Spurs says the Flying Butchman. Oh, very um, good. And uh, Chitown Spurs says the Bloomther. The Bloomther. <laughs> I heard it at his entrance music. <laughs> yeah. Um, Louisville says uh, Flying Dutch Mantel. Uh, Jambeer says Davy Boy Smith's locker. Chi Town Spurs says Anne Bonnie Gargano. <laughs> uh, these are all great. Um, so there's like a meetup being coordinated in our chat, by the way, and it absolutely that's, rules. That's wonderful. I love um, our, that's wonderful. I love our people. Um, uh, oh, so um, Mark Losper saying uh, Cat Amongst the Pigeons booking. I guess that must be an Australian saying. If MJF is injured, like the rumors are saying, have Joe beat him. I think that was already the plan. I think it was already the plan, too, because I don't think you can have MJF get much more worn down and vulnerable than he is in this stretch, whether that injury... I mean, it is a shoot, but whether that happened or not. like, right. I think someone as much of a monster as Samoa Joe, especially when you're running it back for a second time, 
versus this vulnerable of an MJF who's this beaten up and uh, without his brochacho, poor guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. I think Joe's the guy to take it off him. And I'm a believer. Alex has heard me say this a million times. So sorry. <laughs> sorry for who it's redundant. Um, this has been a very long title reign. And I think Samoa Joe could be a transitional title reign. And I, I just prefer when title reigns have chopped up cadences like that. Because if you were going to put it on Swerve or Will Ospreay right away, um, we're going in for another long burn. And we get a lot of long burn titles in, in the world championship picture of AEW. So the idea of, in my head, I've decided it goes MJF to Samoa Joe to Swerve to Will Ospreay at Wembley. Kenny Omega comes out at Wembley, stares at Will Ospreay, and then if they do all out on the other side of it, you run back their third part of the trilogy. Um, So that's how I've decided things should go in my head. And uh, as always, every card should always be booked specifically for me. Right, exactly. Exactly the way that you want it. Yes, Yes, that is the right way. Um, and Mark Losper saying, but Kate, did you know that Cody is Dusty's kid? What? That's big, big if true. This is brand new information. Yeah, no, nobody's heard this one yet. Um, so after this, after this great promo where he says I mean, he's going to beat Samoa Joe, you know, uh, all, all the great stuff. Um, he snaps the cane over his knee. He doesn't need that anymore. Now he's got a torn labrum, which is a very different thing. Um, but, uh, the lights go out and then the spotlights go all over the ring and in come a bunch of guys wearing um, uh, full Lycra head mask things and then shirts with the devil mask on the back of it. Nobody in the ring was wearing a devil mask. I do not know how hard it is to get those. If the, if the, if there's one and it's a custom made one, it'd be a hard to get a whole bunch of them. I think everybody should be wearing one. And that way you never know what who the real devil is. Because you could unmask one of them and you wouldn't know if that was the guy in charge or not. I think there's a really cool cool way of, of doing that. But um, they jump MJF and they hold him and one of them's got a bat and in comes Samoa Joe who pulls one of them out of the ring and then takes his bat and jumps in the ring and runs them all off. And I was like, you pulled one of them out of the ring, Joe. <laughs> Take the thing off. Who, who is it? We all want to know who it is. So, um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 uh, that was good running them off. Uh, then they did like with the typing on the screen, they, they like, you know, um, we, we challenge you and Samoa Joe to a, to a tag match next week. Are you a hero max? And Samoa Joe was like that. We don't, we don't need this. We don't need this. Like you need to be healthy for the match uh, at world's end. And uh, MJF says, I'm, I've had it up to here with your Scooby-Doo bullshit. You want a tag match? You got one. Samoa Joe doesn't like that, but uh, there's some good stuff. Uh, at first, I assumed this was for the ROH tag titles, and I almost had a, a nutty, but it's not. It's nope. just a tag match. It's a tag match. <laughs> but I was like, what? Is Samoa Joe an ROH tag? Oh, no. Okay, this is just a regular tag match. Uh, I don't have to get angry right. for no reason. Yep. Um, yeah, it's Dijak under the mask. And Shane Haste and Mercedes Martinez. And uh, no, it, it's they have not done a hacker e angle type thing. There is some fun conspiracy theories that I have read online about uh, what if it's Mustafa Ali because the presentations are similar. I mean, and that was the big reel. 
he's yeah. not free until the 20th of December is the only right. thing. Unless they let him out early, which would be a nice thing to do. 20th of December, like, then he's certainly free for World's End. I don't think they're Perfect. doing... They're, they're not revealing who the devil is until World's End at the earliest to me. Okay. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's when the big reveal of who the devil is will be there, not before that. So, um, so you could do that. It would just require... Uh, uh, a whole lot of forethought and being like, oh, we're going to have some, because you can't have Mustafa Ali actually under the devil mask. He's not under contract yet. So um, you could do it later, be like, we were, we had planned on this, but planning it with a guy who's not under contract yet is a technically not a thing you're allowed to do. No. So yeah, that's, yeah, there's, there's, there's some, yeah. There's some complications with that. If Kyle Riley is involved in this at all, I will cry because I will be so excited he can come back. Right. Cole's the obvious answer. Wardlow's certainly a part of it because we're going to talk about how messed up his hair was in just a moment. But uh, I I like that there's some genuine intrigue about this. I like that there's a lot of things that make sense. I like that there's possibilities that are off screen that are out of AEW that we could be thinking of. Um, right. The the theory that was on my timeline about Mustafa I wouldn't go in that direction because I think Mustafa is a, is a, I mean, him being the leader of a faction is always good, but I, I guess my whole thing is for his entire career, I've waited for him to have his moment. Um, so if you're bringing him in, I think he should get to do whatever he wants to to do as a solo guy. Um, yeah. but there's, there's a lot of possibilities and I like that there's not one that's overwhelmingly clear. And I like that there are things that we probably aren't considering that it could also be too. That's fun. Yeah. Some people yeah. are saying Marco stunt, which is a little too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Karen Jarrett, a little too on the nose, obviously. Probably a little, a little, too, on, a little too on the nose. Um, Greg Cherry, it is indeed pirate puns tonight. It is. Uh, this is, this is the guy who with our house puns, house and home puns last night, this is the guy who dropped Northern Lights Duplex yeah, last night. A top five pun. Probably top three. Top three pun from last night for sure. Um, so everybody Cold in the chat. Zach Sabre Jr. Show, was really good. Show Jack. So, so Greg Cherry so, some show respect. Show Greg Cherry some respect. This, yeah. is the, this is Northern Lights Duplex, okay? That's who we have in the house tonight. All right. Um, so Mark Losper is saying, I hope this is a straight ripoff of Retribution. Because that angle would work if if morons weren't booking it. <laughs> you, you, there was a lot of potential there, but they there didn't was, do it right. and a lot of really talented wrestlers in it. So, to prove that it definitely wasn't Wardlow, who was wearing his gear underneath uh, all that all black getup, uh, he came out immediately after this and and beat the beat the tar out of our Ar Fox. Um, with with his hair a little, it was a little definitely a not me, guys. It was a little bedheady, but that doesn't prove anything. There are lots of six foot three jacked dudes that could be underneath uh, all that stuff. So maybe, I guess it was it was me. Um, uh, no, but he he does indeed beat the hell out of uh, Ar Fox. It's really good. AR really Fox good. Gives, Ar Fox hits him with a four fifty, and he kicks out at one. Uh, and then he just decides to go into destructo mode and uh, murders him. Uh, he he hits him with the last ride, and the and the ref calls it off. It's over. Love this. Ar Fox was the right guy to be in there with him. Like I, I really liked their chemistry and him bumping around sure. for for Wardlow. 
uh, made him look really, really vicious. And Wardlow looked good. That senton always like blows my mind. It also scares me. It was a little bit rough tonight, but other than that, uh, really, really, really strong match. Um, like for what I think we're building out with Wardlow. A lot of people said his return was like kind of anticlimactic, but I think right. like the juice of it is around the corner, especially considering right. he came out like this right. today. I think, yeah. I think he's going to have a long introspective look at his relationship with MJF and we're going to get some really cool stuff out of it. Yeah. Uh, Chris saying, I just hope not Jack Perry. Uh, here's, here's where I, uh, I'll actually, you know what? I'll tell you where I think he could show up later in the show. It's not the devil. So there you go. Um, Edging Christian. So um, you don't have to give it away. If I'm not giving it away, why are you giving it away? Because I, you, did, you, I didn't you, know I was reading your freaking mind, Alex. Listen. Okay. Um, do we need to do this again? Do we need to have a talk where it's only between you and me? Um, do we need yeah. to? Do we need to? I don't. I don't that, that, that honestly, I feel like that gimmick would scare the normies. So we're not going to do that right now. So. It's a lifestyle, but okay. (sighs) Callis did approach MJF before his match against Kenny, which was also before the devil stuff started, says says Jambeard. I just I I don't want to double dip. I want I don't want to double, I want to like just just insert a faction that's already running around doing stuff, and they're also the devils. I don't I don't want that. I want it to be something different. But I but that's that's just my own. Where is Stu Grayson? Justice for Stu Grayson. Who's is it? Preston Vance back with the Dark Order. Who's the big fella? Stu Grayson. Wait, are you talking about Evil Uno? Stu Grayson's no. like the worker who works. Okay, if they are underneath the Devil masks, which one of the Dark Order oh. is the big guy who everyone thinks is Wardlow? Well, is it is it Stu John, Grayson? John with- Silver. John Silver wearing In lifts. Platforms, yeah. John John Silver wearing lifts. That's we we figured it out. John Silver went to the same shoe store Ron DeSantis shops at, got some lifts, and then he's the guy. There you go. We're good. Failed it. Uh, Stephen Jupe says that Richard Holiday is the devil. Um, so there you go. I thought about Dynasty, especially now that Hammerstone's released. That could Perhaps. be fun. Perhaps. Um, we got a fun little thing. Um, we we got we love fun uh, little thing. We got. We got top flight. Yeah, we here, did. Here's here's honestly, they interview the they inter- introduced them as top flight and action andretti. Just put them in there. Action andretti is now part of top flight. You don't need they don't top flight doesn't need to be just a tag team. It can be the full faction. Honestly, I feel like these guys are great as a trio. They 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 all work in, in the same similar way. Put in some really cool triple team moves. Like I like them all together. I love that that like they they have uh, subsumed Action Andretti into basically the whole thing. He's been taken over while while Dante's been out with a r- horrible injury. Which, by the way, there was no reason to show us again. Just saying. My nope. Goodness. Didn't need that. Did not need that on my screen and my timeline. Did not need yeah. to see Dante's horrific injury. Uh, yeah. Liked that Tony Schiavone said he's glad that they're both at 100% because poor Darius was out twice right before this. Yeah. Um, very happy Dante's back. They're a fun trio. I feel like the tag division needs a lot of juice 
you could argue that the trios division does too, but because they're so stable heavy, I feel like you could throw anything back together. So I'm kind of partial to the idea of top flight just being the tag team, because I would like to see them make a a real run in the tag division. Um, But it was very nice to see them back on my screen. Very refreshing on the, on the, the feelings restored scale. This was, this was, this was high. This was big. I've missed Dante Martin. I've missed his ridiculous. I'm going to put one foot on the bottom rope. And when you run at me, I'm going to do a crazy backflip over you. Just that move by itself is. I was like, what's wrong with you? Like in a good way. The chat is saying, yeah. The chat is saying that when uh, action Andretti's there, it's called the light skin coalition. That's what Reg calls them. I don't know. We we got, we got that thing here. Brent Locke was saying Dante looked awesome tonight. But for the love of all things unholy, please never show that break footage again. Oh my god! Me. Yep. Nope. Hard pass. Yeah. No um, they're like, you can look away if you like. No, people, nobody's gonna look away. So just don't show it. <laughs> uh, Meet Normus saying, Meet Normus is allowed to say this as well. I'm glad they kept the light skinned coalition <laughs> together, and Dante got the pin. Then, after the match, they were being interviewed, and up walks Penta. Who shakes hands yeah. with Dante to show there's no hard feelings, which I liked. Says, uno, dos, tres. Uno, and in comes Commander and uh, Elijo del Vikingo, dos, tres. And that's all you need to say. We're going to get that match. And that, again, in honor of Righteous Reg, is some spot food waiting to happen. That's some, some good stuff. Uh, Alex, just I don't know if you know this, so I just wanted to let you know Uno dos yeah. tres actually means one, two, three. And I, 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 uh, I'm not, I'm gonna have to coming up to Google Translate that. Um, so I will say this can yeah. we have luchadors in a storyline? Like, can they stick together as a trio? Because I feel like we have a lot of world class luchadors that are just floating around and yeah. only there to be serviceable to other people. Get somebody in a story, please. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Minorma continues the trios match with uh, Penta, Commander, and Vikingo is for me and Reg. It's for everybody. Honestly, if it's not for you, I feel sorry for you because that's going to be so much fun. Don't blink, by the way. Because those guys are going to be jumping all over the ring. It's going to be so much fun. A million miles per hour. Um, So we got our our allotted women's match. We did at 9.08. Whenever it was. Yeah. It was not 9.30, which I think is important. It's closer to the turn of the hour. Which is better. Yeah. Uh, Julia Hart, who is super over. The overest. How much the do overest. we love that? Yeah. That was great. Um, and uh, she got to defeat uh, Emi Sakura, uh, who it's a house rules match. And I love that they're bringing them back for her as champion. Yes. Um, where, the feeling. Well, that's so. good. And uh, the one that Emi Sakura said, basically, you cannot beat me with uh, submission. No submissions are not allowed to, to win to end the match. Um which is how she wins with her heartless um, submission, which is an amazing submission. But she gets Emi Sakura in it for a long-ass time. And because you can't tap out to end the hold, I feel like Julia should have just left her in it for five straight minutes. <laughs> like, go through a whole picture-in-picture picture just having Emmy in it. You didn't 
you wanted me to have, you wanted to be able to not tap out to break this. Well, then this is on you. Um, so uh, then she ended up um, deciding to go for the moonsault. Uh, and I, when she pulled Emmy even closer to the turnbuckle, I was like, that's too close. You're going to overshoot her. Yeah. And Emmy, because Emmy's Emmy, actually rolls so she would actually get caught by any part of the moonsault uh, and takes the pin there. But I, I do think that Julie just needs to make sure that the person's a little further away from the, because the, the moonsault's beautiful. But if you don't actually hit it, um, yeah. I thought the match was really good. The ending was a little unfortunate, but like, who's more professional in that situation than Emi Sakura? Emi Sakura being used on television, especially with young and rising talent, is one of the most no-brainer, duh, oh my god, why weren't you doing this the whole time moves? Because um, she is just fantastic. And... Uh, can not that Julia Hart really needs it in that way anymore, but can right. kind of hold your hand and guide you through matches better than just about anybody. Julia Hart's just growth has been unbelievable on the character side in the ring. She she doesn't look like we need to keep saying this about her anymore. Like that's really cool. Like now she just looks like a badass, legitimate threat in the ring. Right. Um, I thought the match was good. It got a lot of time or like a decent amount of time, especially for a yeah. title defense. You want to see that. And it was it was aces, and I like that it was closer to the turn of the hour. That makes me happy. Um, she looked good, and man, oh man, the crowd! Like, yeah, Julia Chance from there. the time she got out there. I love to They're see that. It. So very, very refreshing. Very refreshing. I I, I think for sure it's um, it's a lot of it is the way that they protected her and kept her like every time she shows up. It's with that amazing entrance and that song that everybody's super into. So cool. it, they, they've made her appearances an event. You know what I mean? And she's also from Minnesota. So good for good for her getting the getting the, the, the spot there. But I, I think those chants you're gonna find them happening all over the place because yeah, people she are really, was really into her. She was super over at Wrestle Dream too, and also in the the triple threat match, right? Like she right. She's just been, it's it's actually this simple, Alex, with women and men. If you tell logical stories and you protect someone and you build them up and you give them a star-making moment and you pay that off, good things happen. Really, really good uh, things happen. No, I'm pretty sure it's the opposite. I'm pretty sure yeah, Alex, I'm that you'd be you. a 50-50 book them. <laughs> And and you just you just have them like never really like, just have them lose a bunch of matches in a row and then give them a title shot. Everyone will just forget about it, right? Well, no, not so no? much. That. But okay. I've said this before, and I'll I'll say it again on here. Um, I like that there are logical successions to things. Like there's a story waiting for Willow and Julia. There's a story waiting for Mariah May and Tony. We're seeing more care in what feels like the long-term planning of the AEW women's division, which I don't know if you know this, Alex. I complain about all the time, constantly, like every day, all day. So it's really refreshing to get. And on top of that, it's good because I think the next logical push is for more screen time and more yeah. hiring of women. So uh, getting the booking straightened out is integral into the progress of, of moving things forward in other ways. And it makes right. me very happy. Makes me yeah. really happy. Chris Pereira says, uh, got here late. Has anyone done send Captain Hook? Yes, we have. But Variations of such. It's, we're, we're all right. Thank you, though, for that. 
um, uh, <laughs> Mark Flosker talk, Flosker talking about uh, top flight versus luchadors, AKA the Rick Knox. Everyone is always legal classic. <laughs> no one's tagging in on that match. Just make it a tornado tag. No one's tagging in and out. Um, <laughs> so we got, um, we got Christian coming out to respond to Adam Copeland. Um, and, uh, he, um, he came out with security. Um, uh, Tom LaValle saying the young bucks were working security for Christian. I don't know why. I don't know what that means because nobody who I, so I saw that in the, in the discord and I was like, nobody out there looks like the young bucks to me. I'm, I'm very confused. So I didn't, I donn't know what that was in reference to. I'm probably out of the loop on stuff. Um, anyway, uh, he says, I, 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 I would like for, you know, for Adam Copeland to come out. And I wanted to just start because he was Adam. Where are you? Please coming out, please. Adam. Oh, it's a BTA reference. The show they canceled. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't see that episode. Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh. No, that went right over um, my head too. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, start calling out for Adam. Do do the gimmick. The crowd was doing it for you. Um, yeah, we got them. Um, I'll come, you got Adam finally coming out. The beanie and the leather biker vest, the tats. Where about the, Alex? He, he really does. He, he really does look. Like he is about to star in a reboot of Sons of Anarchy, and I think it suits him. No. Yes. No, this looks like yep. leftovers from Chris Jericho's closet, and it did not look good on him. And no. nope. No. Alex. Sorry. No, first of all, when you get in the ring with Gap Zaddy Christian, who comes uh, out in his turtleneck and his right. fine looking jackets with right. his hair all perfectly coiffed right. and his tailored pants. You yeah. gotta bring the game. Like you have to up your fashion and oh I mean Adam not, Copeland. You, you you literally don't have to do that, but that's fine because everybody has different kinds of fashion. Have, so have some pride, Alex. I'm no, not saying I, you have to be in his world. I'm saying say Christian Christian looks fantastic with his gap zaddy no, look. No. Oh Chris, Christian does, yes. Christian I'm, looks fantastic with it. But but just as that look suits him. I think that the uh, the the biker bar thing suits Edge, and I, I honestly I'm only saying that because the beard is resplendent. It's a perfect. There's a little enough salt and pepper in the blonde beard to like make it look a little bit like weathered. And he's been there for a while. Ooh. The tattoos are really sticking out from underneath the really tight T-shirt. It looks good. You comparing this to like rock. Rock Grandpa Jericho is is it's honestly it's an affront to leather everywhere. Cows died for that man's. But I know I'm vegan, Alex. Okay, Okay. I know that. I'm very aware. Uh -uh. And on top of that, let's not forget everyone we just talked about is Canadian. Adam Copeland, by being from Canada, is too nice to pull off this look. Yeah. No. No, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. No, I he think looks it, like I he's going to. I think it works for him. Like he's trying too hard. No, 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 no. He's in his. He, he is in his Opie era, and I am here for it. So now here's the problem. I feel yeah. very confident in my argument, but as I look at you with your blinking lights, I'm like, who am I to say? 
You're not, clearly you're not... the fashionista of all of no. Fightful is sitting right next to me. I am a dude wrapped in Christmas lights. And I am here for all of your analyst <laughs> I needs. I you were a dude wrapped in Christmas lights. I am. Um, so anyway, that was Adam someone, comes out. Something someone tried to say on Twitter as an insult. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. well, yeah, of course you're yeah. a dude wrapped in Christmas lights. Um, anyway. So I, uh, I, I do... Um, I did like this. Um, because Christian's just a good enough actor to try and pull it off. Obviously, <laughs> he, was, he was. The crowd was counting bullshit from the second he opened his mouth. He was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." You know, when when I saw you do what you did to Luchasaurus, I mean, kill switch. Uh, I I just had to get in my car and drive, man. <laughs> I was this great stitches because he also goes. We're not gonna make it to Canada or Montreal or whatever he said. Right. We're not gonna make it to Montreal, which uh-huh. the le- the next logical fork in the road is either because I'm gonna beat you right here, right now, or because yep. I'm gonna try and mend fences. Yeah. And him just with this, he's never gonna catch on this yeah. about this whole promo is so great. If Max has been a parody baby face, yep. he was a parody heel that's actually a heel. Like he was <laughs> <laughs> he right. was a parody amongst himself, and it was great. Yeah. Um, and, but him being like, I know you you lost your mom, and, and I don't want to be your, your dad, but I, I am your brother. Um, and I remember, I remember, remember that, the, 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 the Taurus, we call, we, uh, we, Toby the Taurus. Or Toby, yeah. We, we, we drove everywhere in that thing. And, and I know your, your mom, you lost your mom recently and i was just out there driving thinking we should do that thing you came here for we should team together again and and, and we should we should go out there and do it together we should do it for your mom we should do it for judy we should do it for the jude meister we should do it man we should and he and he went through all of that to get to get adam edgelord um to just turn away slightly, not even with his full back to Christian, <laughs> just so slightly, and then he immediately went to go for the belt shot. And I was like, "That cannot have been your whole plan, Christian." But I, I love it anyway because he gets a low blow, and uh, and then he's like, uh, "Yeah, no, I'm. I, you, you shine up your belt, nice. You can sleep with it if you want because next Wednesday, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that title from you." And they said, "Oh yeah, and also." Go f yourself, but the the uh, the bleeper was about fifteen seconds late. Yeah, I was like, with you, with you were a little too far. There's something uh, called, uh, I don't know if it's the same in TV, but in radio, it's called a jump button, and it's for when you need to bleep something out, and you generally have a seven yep. or ten yep. second delay. Yep. Uh, yep. They were like fifteen seconds yep. late, and it was an aggressive f bomb too, and it was really fun, and they're gonna get fined for it, and I don't care because you know why, Alex? Feeling restored oh good good uh bako five says aewf all elite wrestling federation get the f in get the f in indeed no that's excellent (laughs) um that match in montreal is going to be huge that's a really cool thing to do it there um uh and my first fantasy booking is that um and the one I, I low-key want because it would be just 
so grody and, and great at the same time. It's just so, so, oh no, but oh be, yes, it's be, like it's, that, it's the meme of it's the meme of the, the sickos looking through the window going ha, 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 yes, that is this. It would be Grody King. Um, it, it excuse is. me. Listen, listen, you just just you got to listen. I'm on a roll here. You're throwing. You're trying. You're just trying to mess me up deliberately. Well, I think what you're say, missing is that it was like Brody King. Yeah. Go with your grody booking, you sickos. So Nick Wayne's mom comes down, we think, to maybe help Edge. But instead, she does the Ric Flair, but kneel down behind low blow and uh, wins it, helps Christian retain. And then afterwards, she just makes out with Christian, like, like just hardcore, like just tongues everywhere, way over the top. You know what I mean? Because, hey, she she had to watch this guy, Adam Edgelord, try to murder her son in front of her as she begged him not to. How else would she not, like... Like go against him, it'd be you know, it would be perfect. Christian would be would would just he, uh, would be so great. Afterwards, he'd be have her lipstick smeared all over oh, his face so good. as he's holding the TNT title over Edge. Oh man, it would be great. Now, if that doesn't happen, the guy who comes back to help Christian is Jungle Boy Jack Perry because he comes back. He's still a heel, but he realizes that everything that Christian was trying to teach him um, uh, was right. He was right all along. And and adding him to the stable of being like, and being, he also being the prodigal son, the prodigal yes. son who returned, which makes Nick Wayne jealous. And also he has a bond with Luchasaurus, kill switch. Um, and, uh, and that also makes Nick Wayne jealous, which is why Nick Wayne has to go and find Jordan Oliver. They've already t- uh, uh, trademarked East-West Connection, and he brings him in. So now we've got cr- the patriarchy being Edge and his four sons. And there's a bond between two of them and a bond between two of them, and they really don't like each other, but they're always going to be deferential to, to Christian. I think there's some really cool stuff. There is some really cool stuff there. Sorry, I was just looking at my notes. I don't think Jordan Oliver is coming in because he retweeted that uh, no. that trademark name with the heartbreak emoji. So that feels oh. like maybe he's not, but workers are going to work. So who the yeah, heck maybe. knows? Maybe. But I like that idea. I think Jungle Boy could sincerely use that too. Like I, I feel like the Hollywood Perry was was kind of hit and miss. Mm-hmm. So him being able to camp out with the most overheal doesn't doesn't feel like the same way I felt like with Jericho Appreciation Society where I was when Sammy went back I was just like can you do a different thing um (laughs) that feels like there's story impetus for Jack Perry to go and it's a great way to set up a feud with uh, Nick Wayne and Jack Perry eventually yeah Adam Edgelord has (laughs) completely gotten rid of Luchasaurus switch skill switch switchosaurus and and Nicholas Cage. He's completely gotten them out of out of the picture. They're not going to be there at ringside for Christian's match. So he thinks he's got Christian one on one. Obviously the play is to have Christian bring somebody else in to help him. Either it's either either it's the hot mom. Nick Wade's mom. Or it's it's uh it's it's Jack Perry. 
um, who will be then obviously um, rechristened to being Jack Cage. Jack Cage, so, obviously, yeah. Jack Cage. It's perfect. Um, the idea of Nick Wayne's mom joining the patriarchy is just the funniest thing ever. I'm obsessed with it. Please make it happen. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> honestly, it's 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 perfect. It really is perfect. Like Christian's been trying to get Nick Wayne's mom's number the whole time. Like it's honestly, it's it's kind of perfect. And she would fall for him because who wouldn't? Look at this guy. He looks great. I was thinking about this, uh, renaming him Luke Cage. Again, if you can't do Nicolas Cage, you got to do Luke Cage, right? That works. Maybe. I'm in on that. Um, uh, Jambier is saying, uh, Alex, that idea gave me flashbacks to uh, flashbacks to Edge and Lita. And I do like this one from Mark Losper. Ew. <laughs> Thank you for paying they, money to they say got, ew. They got, they got to do it, man. I'm telling you, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Um, and uh, Jambeard saying, uh, Kate, just remember, you don't make friends with salad. I don't make friends with salad. Um, we got Swerve Strickland versus uh, Jay White. This to me had draw written all over it, and it was a great match. It was, and Danielson was putting over both guys like crazy, especially Swerve. Um, and Swerve hit his giant stomp from the top, and Jay White kicked out. Jay White hit the Blade Runner, and Swerve rolled to the outside. Um, Blade Runner looked great, too. It looked great. Yeah, it was great. It was a great match. But I was like, after this match was over, um, I, I was like... Uh, if not this match to a draw, what is, kind of? Are there not going to be any draws? Like, I think we're getting Swerve and Mox drawing. I think. Maybe they didn't want to double draw with the same guy. Like, that's a little... Well, that's the, that's the whole thing, is that the, the draws are there because you have all these top guys, and maybe it takes them more than 20 minutes to put the other dude away. And then at that point, well, it's one-to-one. -one. Hey, Alex, before got... we dig into this too much more, I do want to say that yeah. this match did seem like the draw. And like this match seems like a main event, which I I'm really happy about because with tournaments, like it can be tricky because everything's almost on a level playing field, but right. something should. And it's something that I would want to watch on several devices, Alex, to be quite frank. Oh, and really? it's something, yeah. And it's, I would want all of those devices to be secure. Okay. Do you know of any way that I could secure them? No, no. Maybe Sean does though. I <laughs> Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits, but if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff, <laughs> any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc. And you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. What, what are you I might have been, <laughs> it was just, I was finishing my breadsticks. Oh, okay. All right. In honor of Kojima following me on Twitter, I ordered bread and now mm. I'm eating it. But <clears throat> with all the money you're saving on NordVPN, I do have to remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, people. Subscribe. You get all the best scoops in the game. If you like what you saw tonight, you get Alex and I. reviewing AEW pay-per-views behind the paywall rather than on the main channel when it's usually Sean by himself or with some other nerd. I'll say it. Come hang out with me and Alex. We have a great time talking AEW. You get all the scoops in the game. I always put over Sean's Q&A when I'm not shoving breadsticks down my face. Um, (laughs) If you have a question, he will answer it for you or work to get it answered. Uh, Tons of bonus content tons of bonus podcasts back there as well so subscribe to fightful select you get pre-shows as well tons and tons of stuff um and it's quite frankly how we all get paid so thank you because there's a staff of 40 people and uh as much as i want to dig into sean's pockets i want to have money on the way to doing that like his personal pockets yeah so i'm just gonna take fightful money and then sean's personal money and then steal sean's wife's credit cards yeah um so uh I was like I said I love this. I love that um like Swerve got one. He got one from from Jay White. It did not feel like oh I I beat him. He got one. You know what I mean? Like and and that was good. We we had him we had Jay White try for the exact same low blow that he landed on Roosh, but Swerve was too smart for it. Caught it and then the match continued. That was really good. Um Jambeard is saying that only two men have ever played in Jay White and AEW. MJF and Swerve. That's big. Um, it is, but it's got to go somewhere. Like, they, with as weak as they made him look. Right. Like, in the in the championship match, they need that to go somewhere. Right. I mean, right now, there are, the everybody in the gold area has two matches. Uh, and uh, they have three matches left, right? That is correct. Yes. So, um, right, Moxley and Swerve have six. Roosh and Jay White have three. Briscoe and Lethal have zero. I feel like we knew the top was going to be something like that, and the bottom was going to be something like that. The guys in the middle are interesting because they've already faced each other. Um, so I feel like Jay White is beating Briscoe and Lethal. Yes, that makes um, sense. Uh, so he's so after that, then he he would he would have nine points, and then it's Mox, and then you see what happens. Swerve, yeah. Swerve, and Mox probably probably go to a draw. So they each, so. each have seven. Bruce beats one of those two guys, but not all of them you know what i mean like so like there's some real interesting stuff here to go with with uh the gold thing to me i feel like if eddie somehow comes out of the blue mox is the guy he's facing has to be right that that is that is the story right but if swerve comes out or jay white comes out then fair game over there probably danielson probably 
So like there's the there's some interesting stuff there, but I do like that after this, we got two guys at the top who are both two and zero, and you go either one of those dudes could win the entire tournament. And then you got guys below. Roosh feels to me like because Luis is saying uh, Roosh to get back to back draws. Roosh doesn't wrestle twenty minute matches. Yeah, he beats the hell out of you for twelve. And if you can somehow get a victory over him, good luck. Otherwise, there's no. I don't. I just don't feel like he's going to do a long. It's hard to survive a twenty minute match with Roosh. Like you might yeah, Danielson put that over that. really hard on commentary too, which I yeah. loved. Like he's too much of a wrecking ball for that yeah. in a in a really fun way. Yeah. Um, but I'm 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 with you. That lines up. Eddie and Mox as a finals. Like it feels so weird that Danielson wouldn't win a yeah. belt in his AEW tenure, and this seems like a really fun one. But Eddie and Mox also both realistically would work ROH at New Japan. Yeah. Um so I I kind of like that finals because that's another one where I'm like, I don't know who wins that. Like if he overcomes Claudio yep. to lose to his longtime friend turned enemy because he paired with that guy. Oh my God. My heart yeah. will fall out of my chest. And if he beats John Moxley. Right. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. there. I think if Eddie, I think Eddie Kingston, I think it's possible that Eddie Kingston comes out of his side, but Moxley doesn't. And that's where you got to worry about it. I think if Eddie Kingston faces Moxley, Eddie Kingston wins the whole thing. But if Eddie Kingston faces Swerve, yeah, because that's Eddie riding the ship after starting zero and two somehow versus Brody King and Danielson, getting all the way to the finals, hurt and just and and barely barely making it, and he's got to go through Swerve, who has no compunction about putting a man down. Like, there's there's no some really good stuff. about stapling himself to himself. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's uh, the Valley saying that anyone can get a draw except Roosh or Brody because those dudes do not. No, they're not. They don't, they, they don't last out that long. They, no. They'll, they'll, they'll beat the beat you to death. If you take, you say the thing. And I think Mark is getting at least one upset win. I would not be surprised to see Mark beat Mox. Oh, that could be that really might fun. Be a, might be a thing that what is what costs Mox the group is that Mark Briscoe finds a way to beat Moxley. Oh, that'd be so good. You know, I think it's possible. This is fun. Tournaments are fun. I I love it. I love it. There's the other thing that's weird to me also is that Danielson, his first match is is on uh is on Saturday, but it's not against the other guy who hasn't had a match yet. So everything's entirely right. out of order for Danielson. And I feel like that's on purpose. Yeah. De- Andrade hasn't had a match yet in the tournament. So you could just Correct. start Danielson and Andrade a week late. But you're not. You're putting Danielson's first match against Eddie's second. Which means along the way, there's going to be some interesting storytelling with that blue group. There's a, there, I love it, man. I think it's either very intentional or Danielson was like, I'm not going to be able to feel my nose for another two weeks. <laughs> One of the two things. Well, what I'm saying that that yeah, week maybe. off, I think, is intentional. But it's in, it's also intentional for why? who they have him against in yes. his first match. There's a lot of stuff. Our own Luis um, Polito, speaking my language. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> Me and Norma saying, uh, Will Washington's cousin is a sick F, and he's my scumbag. <laughs> this match with Day was five out of five pork chops. Toodles. Toodles. 
Yeah, no, this this was a great match. This was oh, really right. ha, 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 ha. Mox already beat Mark last week. <laughs> oh my god, he did. <laughs> I was he why did. I was I thinking that was Jay Lethal. Because Jay Lethal lost too on that same episode. Right. Why was I thinking it was Jay Lethal? That was Jay Lethal tonight. He beat Jay Lethal tonight. Correct. That's what it was. My stupid idiot. I watched that episode after the fact and I just like I don't yeah. think I retained anything. But yeah, it's my fault. That's my fault. Yucks. Uh Jamal saying Jay losing hurt my heart. A draw would be perfect. There's a lot of interesting stuff. Nobody's nobody's getting out of this thing unscathed. No, and there's I don't there's, think anybody so goes through without without taking a loss at some point. No, I, I think everybody loses at least once because there's there's so many possibilities about who could win, and there's so many it's legit really great wrestlers from top to bottom. Like there's people who are gonna eat pins, Jay Lethal. Um Mark Briscoe's not gonna win this, probably, right? Roosh right. is not gonna win this, probably. So there's people you can expect losses from, but you're they're also gonna get some wins. I do feel like uh like Mark and Lethal, because they're best buds, push to have it be a draw. They're old friends. That I think could they be, push unless like, they want to carry that us, over to ROH. But I mean, like, let let this be a draw because it's us. So, like, we you know we we lose in every other match, but against each other, it's a draw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe that might do that. A draw of losers. Just Maybe. kidding. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Mark Losper saying counter proposal. Jack Perry's going to be the most nuclear heel in the company after Punk going to WWE. He'll kill Christian and take the stable from him. I don't know that's a long time from now. The patriarchy is just getting started. If you're going to have uh, Jack Perry uh, come back and do that to Christian, that would be in 2024, maybe mid-2024, before the patriarchy runs its course. He's got work to do in establishing himself as a heel, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Riga, Riga says, I really think the devil will cost MJF the title at World's End. I do believe that, too. Uh, like the k one? What? Like the kayfabe one or just like actual Satan is going to cost MJF? Perhaps. Yes. Uh, yes. It's a toss-up. Uh, the closing shot of World's End is the devil unmasking over MJF's defeated body. Uh, also, I think Jack Perry is a member of the group, but not the devil. I've that's often thought I'm... that too. I think that's, uh, that's cool. I like him coming back with Christian though. That's better booking. Yeah. Bizarro Big L says, the real question is, has anyone seen SRS and the devil in the same room? No, SRS is far too tall. He is tall. He is too tall, and yeah. he's in creative with Shaza right now. So, yeah. uh, And they aren't lifts. It's the Meat Man's Goldfish Stripper Shoes. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Did you guys notice the devil minion pants in the J beatdown weeks ago? So, no, I do not know what that looks like. Look like AR Fox's pants? No, I did not see that. And then he says, the true devil is Captain Sean Dean. Well, Sean Dean, I mean, he deserves his title shot. That's for sure. But if you're already 2-0 and o over a guy, I don't right. think you go through these, these right. hoops because it's just such right. a slam dunk of a victory. Right. Uh, Zach Schemmel says... Yeah, Stokely's too tall to be the devil, too. Can't right. be him. Zach Schemmel saying, I am stoked to be going to my first pay-per-view ever for Revolution. Much love to the Fightful family and the SGS. This might be my last AEW event before I leave North Carolina next year, says Zach. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Oh my gosh. I hope I'm glad it's a, a pay-per-view then. I'm glad you get to see that. That rules. 
Chris says, who would make a who would be a great heel team to beat Sting and Darby? And Luis saying, want to make someone by being the team to beat Sting and Darby? Uh, Grizzly Young Vets is the choice. Literally um, took the words out of my mouth. However, Sting is not losing his last match. That's so. Sting has to go out on his back. No, his retirement match in Greensboro. No. You think his his tag partner takes the the pin? I mean, if but no, I think they're winning. I think it's an exhibition match. It's not gonna it's not gonna mean anything. Sting's absolutely getting an amazing. He's not putting over. It's not like it's it's a retirement tour. He's not. He hasn't actually done anything resembling a title chase ever. It's Sting. Sting is winning that last match. I don't know. I feel like if you're old school enough to be doing your match with a 74-year-old man in your corner, you should be old school enough to go out on your back. I I also feel like he's going to be old. He's going to be facing old school dudes. You know what I mean? Who would be like? It's an honor Uh, to have Sting's last match. We're we're you. The Stinger is going over. You know, it's been a really nice episode tonight and a like a, a really solid one. I would like to not like end on the note of the idea that Jeff Jarrett would be able to. <sighs> no. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Losper saying, I don't hate Eric Jericho as much as Alex. Nobody does. Well, correct. Kenny Omega being attached to this is just terrible. What happened to the cleaner? Uh, his, it's just, it got dirty is what happened. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and and uh, <laughs> um, we saying if Muda lost his last match against 60-year-old Masahiro Chono, Sting is retiring clean. Fair. Uh, holler. Uh, it does not add this, but I'm going to add it myself if you hear me. Holler says, uh, was there tonight and it was a great show. We only get them once a year in Minneapolis and we tried to show them why they should come here more often. You guys showed out. I was very happy about the Eddie chance of a pre-tape and the Julia chance were awesome. And you guys, yeah, you were hot all night. Justice for Minneapolis. Go there more than once a year. Stop going to Chicago 47 times a year, especially now, and go to Minneapolis. Uh, Tyrone Kidd saying, I don't know if I'm late to the party, but I just finished the show. I was expecting the main event would be a draw. Also, are the other three pillars the devil? No. No, definitely not Darby. Sammy Guevara Guevara is is, is his brand new baby. Yeah, congratulations to them. Yeah. Um... And then Matthew Hook says, Swerve, Jay White, MJF, and Osprey are the new core four. There's not a core four. Like, I'm I'm kind of like Ricky Starks, Garcia. Like, there, there's, there's so of, many. There's, a lot of good there's stuff so there. many great. But, but the, all the names you mentioned are guys are, are very, top very, yeah, top, top, top guys. Um, Darren Walker says, Sean, any update on Jamie Hayter? How's she doing now? Is she on course to return to suspected? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> We're not Sean, but no. uh, I, if it would be an all timer of a moment if it yeah. went Tony Storm, Mariah May, Jamie Hader at Wembley, yeah, like come on, 
in love with that. In love with that idea. Yeah. Uh, Broadway Joe saying Nick Wayne retires Sting. Imagine having that under your belt at 19. I just don't. I just don't see it. That would be wild, though. Could you imagine? Like, I can't legally drink, but I I beat Sting in this last match. What? Uh, Jam Beard. uh, No, no. Here we go. Some more uh, puns. Here we go. We got 44 puns. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Mark Losper saying it's not a pun, but uh, Punk does love a mutiny. Ah. Uh, Ricardo uh, says Thea Ale. That's pretty good. Hardy, har har. Captain, <laughs> this is this is good. This is really really good. This 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 might be your new leader in the clubhouse. Captain New Jack Sparrow. That's really good. Black Pearl Combat Club, and the captain of that ship is Captain New Jack Sparrow. That's really 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 good, guys. That is really good. Uh, James Zimmerman talking about uh, that Tony Storm thing, saying the fatty Arbuckle joke popped me big time. <laughs> it was brilliant. It's so fun. Uh, Michael Dammit saying, uh, "Give me the bootios." Uh, yes, booty. Uh, Tony Miller saying, "The elite. The the elite." <laughs> Uh, how, about, how about the uh, E-Fleet? Ooh, Fleet that's a good one. All E-Fleet wrestling. Uh, all C-Fleet wrestling. There you go. That's good. Um, Jambeard, Tortuga Team 2000. <laughs> you guys always pull through with my Technic Team 2000 yeah. puns. God bless. Louisville says Pretty, pa- Peter, pretty Peter Pan Valon. Pretty Very Peter Pan Valon. Very good. Another one that speaks to my heart. Hangman drawn and quartered. Oh, sad, but yeah, well done. Greg Cherry Brand says skull and crossroads. <laughs> That's Cherry really good. Greg Cherry, That's you, top you're three. doing it again, man. Top three. First Chris Northern Lights says, duplex. Uh, oh, this this is all. Uh, this one is really good. Chris 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 Pereira, the Bang Bang Gangplank. The Gangplank. Oh, very good. That's good. Chris Pereira is great at this too. We've got some artists uh, in the house today. Justin Holcomb saying, "Yo ho ho, beware!" <laughs> I like that because he had Frankie the macaw he, too, he, which is very piratey. He's, he's got a parrot, right? Exactly. He says the parrot included. Uh, Mark Losper says, uh, "Batten down the triple hatches." Very triple good. Uh, and Mark Losper saying, "Kenny, yo ho ho, Omega." Very good. Jake Neal saying, "Juice Family Robinson." <laughs> That's pretty excellent. Top four, top four. Um, uh, Tri Town Spurs saying, "No pasa nada, parrots." Tyrone Kidd also says, uh, "Commandeering," the commander commandeering, like you commandeer somebody's ship. That's very good because that's also the act of pirating. We haven't gotten the verb. Yeah, I like. Um, yeah. Um, Brandon Joseph says uh, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney just because pirates. Fair. Very fair. That's good. That's good. All right. This is something we do on Tuesdays. Sean hates it. But somebody sent money. Um, Jambeard says, in honor of pirate puns, 
Ricky Rainbow to sing Binks Saki from uh, One Piece. I don't know this one at all. So. Hello. It's me. It's Ricky Rainbow. Uh, I'm not usually here on Wednesdays, so I just woke up. Here we are. I'll sing this song. Yo ho ho ho, yo ho ho ho, yo ho 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 ho. There's a lot of yo hos. Uh, <laughs> gather up all the crew. It's time to ship out to Bing Sprue. Sea wind blows to where? Who knows? The waves will be our guide over across the ocean's tide. Rays of sunshine far and wide. Birds they sing of cheerful things in circles passing by. Bid farewell to Weaver's Town. Say so long to Port Renowned. Sing a song, it won't be long before we're casting off. Across the gold and silver seas, the salty spray puts us at ease. Day and night to our delight, the voyage never ends. Gather up all the crew, it's time to ship out Brink's brew. Pirates, we eternally are changing, challenging the sea. There's a lot here. <laughs> I'm going to stop now. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky. We're not going to explain it beyond what we did. That's just what it is. That's it. That's the show. All right, everybody. We, <laughs> we, we, we clocked in under two hours. That was our only. That was our only uh, promise. Deshaun, it is. We, we got. We got. Listen, I'm on this show every week. We never get 94 super chats. Okay, it's a gift. That's what we do. Uh, we, 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 are, we we are listen. We're not here to make friends. We're here, we're here to, to make, make money. money. We're here to make money, and uh, that's the most important thing, obviously. So that's it. Thanks everybody for that. Um, hey, I'm gonna plug my stuff before we go out, which I don't. Yeah, plug your plug all the stuff. Plug your I'm stuff. I'm gonna plug my stuff. So I'm doing on my own YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to at Miss Kate Fame. If you want to see yeah. me talk about how boring CM Punk's uh, promo was, I did that uh, a lot. Um, but I'm also doing happy stuff, including This Week in Wrestling, which is a weekly recap show. But I'm putting together a Wrestling Everywhere feature of uh, wrestling around the globe. And I am talking to promoters, podcasters, uh, talent in places where you might not know about wrestling. And the first week I've been putting together is Australia. And I had a really cool conversation mm -hmm. today with Todd Eastman. I'm going to be interviewing someone from Pro Wrestling Australia as well as Jamie Apps. So I'm trying to get as many global perspectives about wrestling because I think one of the coolest things that happened this year is just like New Japan's going to Australia and CMLL is showing up in AEW and all this delicious stuff. So working very, very hard on that uh, end of year feature for you guys. So stay tuned for that because it's going to be a whole bunch of fun. That's cool. Um, yeah, you can find me uh, on Five Select doing all kinds of stuff. All yeah, also that I, I hang out with yeah. him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this usually. is our third day in a row. Yeah, this is this is the thing we do. Um, and uh, and but hey, on on Friday over on the Know Your News Network, we're going to be reviewing the new Net Netflix uh, Christmas comedy starring Heather Graham and uh, Brandy and the guy who had sex with a pie in American Pie. Um, <laughs> And it is not great. So come over there and listen to us make fun of it. Uh, and get the flick out of here. It's a lot of fun. We, we review movies over there. So there you go. That's what's up. 
All right, cool. Uh, and that's it. So uh, we are out. Or what does he say? How does he end it? We're out. Is what he said? We're out? It's just a we're out. It's so generic. What's up, you guys? It's Sean Ross. That's it, Fightful. And then we're, we're, we're out. out. Everything sucks. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.